I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they are a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Lucy Porter. Hello. Hello. Thank well, you so much for coming in, thanks Lucy. Thanks for having me. I really I've, appreciate it. Would well, you know, it's been, I've really enjoyed listening mm. to the previous episodes and I, I feel I've already been on a journey. Really? In my plane that's about to crash. Oh, um, no. No, it's really interesting because I was listening and I think because, like, I, I, without wishing to name names, James, mm. I think a lot of people cheat on this podcast. Absolutely. And they sort of, like, I think, well, you can't just pick a whole class of people. Like, you can't just go BMW drivers, right? Because that, to me, is a cop-out. You know, you're then, yes, you're offending millions of people, but equally. And yeah. I think, because I was trying to do my picks and I was like well it's got to be to me individuals Mm. I have gone one fictional which is a bit of a cheat but I think you know um but yeah and it's because I but then you do think well I don't want to be gratuitously offensive because when I was a young comedian I think I didn't mind just well I was a dick because (laughs) I would just be mean about people willy-nilly just because like sort of people like Jerry Halliwell used to be a great figure of fun and I used to join in and Prince Harry. Right. Maybe it's something about gingers. I don't know. Okay, I've just realised, yeah. I've spotted a connection there. What is it about gingers? It was just, and I, I look back on all that material and I think, God, that was just what, a, you know, I was just being like mean about people for the sake mm. of it. And I don't think there's any fun in that. No. I think you've got to really mean it. Okay. So I have, anyway, it's been it's really, almost like I've agonised over this, James, is what I'm saying. Okay, good. Well, um, it's almost like you've looked inside my head at, at what I want from this podcast. Uh-huh. Okay. So I really, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, so, so it's been difficult. Really it, hard. Yeah. Really hard. I'm happy with one and a half of my choices. Interesting. But there's, yeah, I mean, and I am obviously, I'm going to do the thing where I'm going to qualify every single choice. I'm going to say they're a dick, but you know, they're not really a dick because actually, because you have to do that. Yeah. But what I want the listener to understand is that I am saying no, but they're a dick. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Just in case you weren't sure. Well, you know, because, yeah, you don't want to be mean. And because also, having been on the other side of it, because, you know, when you get any level of, of, well, in these days, even if you present a podcast or something mm. like you do, yeah. you get people telling you why they think you're a dick. And oh, it's absolutely. very hard to hear. Oh, people tell me all the time. And it's real. yeah. It's I bet difficult. they do. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> oh, oh, know. cheers. I'm going to tell you much. at the yeah, end. Yeah, um, I was going to save it mm. until we're finished. I'm, I'm waiting for the day that someone chooses me. On the yeah, island, well, it is tempting, soon. isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? Yeah. Get, well, if I knew more about you, I could have done some research Thank with, God you know, our mutual friends. But Okay. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. So I know what it's like to be called a dick so to the people i'm calling dicks i say i so i feel your pain mm. but this is the this... nature of this is we have to do it okay great well thank you for understanding the brief <laughs> and lucy uh let's dive in who's going to be your first person okay my first desert island dick is faye dunaway faye dunaway yeah. okay should the listeners not know who faye dunaway is <laughs> well <laughs> then fa- they're, they're very wrong not to because she is one of the best actresses hollywood has ever produced okay an absolute screen legend mm. i would point you to bonnie and clyde which okay. is an amazing performance brilliant film chinatown she's spectacular in that network yes i mean she's she's been involved in some incredible um Wonderful, wonderful films. Mm, so I'm interested as why. But she's a dick. She, uh, so, why is she a dick? Well, I met Faye Dunaway about, gosh, this is in the late 90s. Mm. I used to work at Granada Television and I was working on a show called Tonight with Richard and Judy. 
Okay. And yeah. again, for the younger listeners, uh, Richard and Judy were best known for This Morning yeah, with Richard yeah. and Judy. I know Richard and Judy. And um, tonight with Richard and Judy was like uh, ITV decided to give them a shot in prime time because mm. they were so massively popular during the day. And, um, <clears throat> and so I was a celebrity researcher on Tonight with Richard and Judy, which meant basically I was one of the people who booked the guests. Right. And... So it was a stressful job because the executive producers had very high hopes for these guests. Mm. So it would, like the wish list would be, right, show one, it's going to be Nelson Mandela and Madonna, and then show two is going to be the Pope right. and Diego wow. Maradona. Okay. You know, like, this was the, the wish list. Yeah. They were like, you know, come on, these are the guests we want you to get. No pressure. And, um, yeah, and so, of course, you know, you would phone round people's agents or fax, as we did in those days. I'd fax. No. Like, I remember fax. Faxing Desmond Tutu and saying, would you like to be on this on Tonight with Richard and Judy on ITV? It's prime time. <laughs> like, that's going to swing. Prime time, Desmond. And then we wrote back and said, I'm a little bit busy with the South African Truth and Reconciliation Committee at the moment, but thanks very much as for if, thinking of me. As if you got a reply. I know, it was amazing. Yeah. And, I, you know, then my producer was like, well, go back and see, ask him if he wants to pop over. And I'm like, you can't ask him to take a break from rebuilding his shattered nation. That is unbelievable. To come over and, you know, and next a song from Atomic Kitten but first. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah. um, so we were, you know, trying to book guests and it was all the only people who would do it because also it was, when you do the first series of something in television, no one wants to be involved with it because they don't know if it's going to be a disaster and without wishing to spoil it for anyone, it turns out Tonight with Richard and Judy was a bit of a disaster wow. in broadcasting terms. We did six episodes and it was a live programme. So it was live, alternate weeks from London and Manchester. Um, and anyway, we were desperately trying to book guests, couldn't get anyone. I mean, it was just sort of soap stars and the occasional footballer. Mm. And then, not to denigrate those No, people, yeah, but, I mean, you know, yeah. You were um, aiming for Desmond Tutu. We were so, aiming yeah. for Bishop Des. Yeah. And um, uh, anyway, and then I had put in a fax to Faye Dunaway, mm. Hollywood legend, and uh, got a fax back. And of course, because, you know, we were working not in American hours. So I came into work in the morning, checked the fax machine. And there was a fax from Faye Dunaway's agent saying she'd love to do the programme. Thanks very much. Let's just talk about details and Brilliant. I was delighted yeah. because I had not booked a single guest and I was very lazy and rubbish and that's why I'm a comedian now because I can't hold down an office okay. um, and I'd, be, I'd been pretending to phone people and been just sitting on the on an empty phone line oh, just no. going oh right oh that's no. a shame yeah. oh Madonna's bit apparently Madonna's busy yeah. oh that's a shame never mind bye thanks thanks Madonna uh, so no one could believe that I'd managed to do this booking right okay uh, and anyway, so the Monday night was when the show went on and the, as the Monday approached, that weekend I was with my then boyfriend in Manchester. I lived in London, but I used to commute between two. Anyway, I with my boyfriend in Manchester and um, we get back to his house and on our answering machine, there was a message from Faye Dunaway saying, oh, hi, I just have a few questions about the show. Please give me a call back. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. amazing. I'm on my answering machine. She's one of my favourite actors. Anyway, so I phoned her back 
and she had like this list of demands. Oh, no. So she was like, hey, yeah, could you just um, phone Armani and just get them to get in samples for me? I'm a size, American size zero. So if you could just get them to send oh, along for, for some something to wear on the show? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. And no. shoes, if you could call, you know, whoever the big shoe, Le Bouton, or I don't know, you know, I'm not a fashion person. Anyway, but so there was, and, and for my green, for my dressing room, um, I'd like club soda, not British soda water, but American club soda. And I'd like lemon mint chewing gum, not mint chewing gum, but lemon mint chewing gum. I'd like red apples, but oh, fresh on. red apples, come not on. if they're too mushy. I don't like no. And she had all these lists, oh. but do you know what? I'm like, well, she's a Hollywood legend. Of course, you know, she's going to be a diva. You wouldn't want anything else, would sure, you? Sure, sure. That's what you want, yes, is you want okay. the kind of, I don't do stairs, can I have puppies and kittens to play with Mariah Carey kind of thing. But are you not thinking, how am I going to get these things? Well, I mean, I was absolutely in a panic. Yeah. yeah. And this is, so this is Saturday in Manchester, and then I've got to arrange it all by Monday in London. But, you know, can do. That's my, I mean, it very much wasn't my attitude. But okay. I thought, well, I'll, I'll delegate. Someone in the office will know. So anyway, do all of this stuff and people are running around getting all this stuff and then get a phone call on the day from her agent saying, um, Miss Dunaway would like cash for the appearance fee. Uh, and so, and I can't remember how much it was, but they were throwing money at this show. ITV really okay. wanted it to work. So, so was, there was money there. Oh my god, it was right. it was over ten thousand pounds. May even have been twenty thousand pounds. I can't remember the exact figure. For but, an appearance on this, yeah, for like a one okay. little interview. So I then got sent to the bank and picked up a whole. Well, I took a hold all with me, and then I had you know eighteen grand or whatever it was in cash in a hold all. Oh my god! And I'm absolutely in bits. And then there's part of me thinking, God, I could clear my student debt and just disappear because I've never like that much cash yeah. like when would you ever yeah. and then also just absolutely panicking on the tube thinking oh my god I'm going to get mugged and clinging onto it anyway so then I get the money uh, and then get to the Athenaeum Hotel in Piccadilly where Faye Dunaway was staying and I had booked a hair and she'd said I want this hair and makeup person and I couldn't get the one she wanted but I got some hair and makeup people um, anyway turned up and the hair and makeup are sitting outside her room white as sheets and shaking and they kind of went um well we tried to go in and start but she um she she sent us back out again and uh, so i knock on the the suite door and again we're paying for this suite mm. we've paid for like uh, you know first class flights over from america oh my god <clears throat> and um she opens the door and just immediately is furious, right? Absolutely furious. These aren't the hair and makeup people I wanted. Where are my clothes? What's going on? I haven't seen any money. Where's the money? Oh my so I God. go in and basically she screamed at me nonstop from the minute I arrived. And then so I'm trying to get... So we've now got a window of about four hours to get her ready. And I mean, I've been cranky when I've come off a flight before, mm, you know, but she was sure. absolutely another level. Uh, and so, yeah, so basically she screamed at me the entire time. Um, eventually I managed to, and sent back all the clothes and then we had to go, I mean, there, it was a team of thousands what a scurrying nightmare. around. And um, eventually I managed to get her in the car to go to the studios. And then she sort of calmed down and you sort of saw like the sun emerging from behind a cloud. This lovely, amazing woman and I managed to talk to her about and I said, oh, you know, I'm such a huge fan of your movies. And and she was lovely for about half an hour in the car and then we got to the studios and she just started up again. And the minute we got to the studios, I started walking into the dressing room and she went, no, that's it. No, it's too far. It's too, You can't expect me to walk this far. And I was like, well, 
I can't move the dressing rooms. I've done everything else, but I cannot what are you gonna shorten do? the distance between. So, but you know, then my producer, my lovely producer, Mark, came and flattered and cajoled and got her to the dressing room. But then, given that, so it's a live show, and you know, in the great scheme of things, it's not important. But on that, in that moment in a television studio when the credits are going to roll at seven o'clock. Having a guest, as she continually did, say, I'm going to walk, that's it. And to the point that we were standing at the side of the set and she's finally been dressed and, you know, is still furious with everyone. Um, And she asked me for some lip balm and I went to the makeup room and I was like, she needs lip balm, get the lip balm. And they got a lip balm and it wasn't Carmex. She'd asked for Carmex specific lip balm. And she said, I'm not going, I'm not going on, I'm not going on. And I'm like, you are standing on (laughs) the set. set. You can't do this to me. But I absolutely, I every second of that day was misery and torment. And my friend Joe, so we'd also managed to get Goldie Horn on the same show. And my friend Joe, I know what a night, right? Yeah, Dunaway and Goldie Horn. Hollywood legends yes. and the producers were delighted with us and so Joe had been looking after Goldie Horn and Goldie Horn was the nicest woman <laughs> in show business apparently Joe said she'd had this wonderful day it was like being with an old mate or oh, a big sister no. and she, they'd been trying on makeup together and then we after the show and so I eventually Faye Dunway did her interview and I managed to offload her into a car and then Brilliant. waved her goodbye. Uh, and she was still screaming at me as she left about the flight home. And I was yeah. like, bye. Good luck with all of that. Yeah, I need yeah, nothing else now. from yeah, you yeah, now. Yeah. And um, and then we went back into the green room and Goldie Horn was there smoking fags with us oh, and having a drink. Oh, that been a lovely time. So, yeah, oh, but it, was, it makes it so much worse to know that someone else has had that <laughs> no, kind of day. I know. I know. Oh. And then also, but the thing is now, I think it was such a, ridiculous sort of thing and but I kind of admire Faye Dunaway for it now as a woman in my 40s now and I'm sure like I don't know how old she was when when we did that show but you know I think the older you get the more you think how glorious just not to give a damn yes and also because I probably you know I, I sort of think well if I'd stood up to her mm. what's the worst that could have happened and now if it happened I would have you know, giving it back, or yes, I would, yeah. you know, but because at the time I was such a nervous you, little mouse. You're just so happy to have booked someone, you yeah, move oh, heaven and God. earth to well, get and also someone I couldn't on the afford show. to lose the job. Yes. I mean, that's the thing, is yeah. that I think that is the difficulty when you are young and economically very uh, precarious, mm. also. Not that it's any better now, no, but, yeah, for sure. You know, but yeah, you just can't afford to run the risk of, of losing a big celebrity guest. But it was, yeah, it was an extraordinary experience. But I am a sort of quietly impressed mm. and also if anyone's earned the right she has also I mean it's given me an anecdote to tell this today this brilliant yes which Material. is something always good and, yeah. well I've never really to be honest it, it was so traumatic that I haven't really felt um, able to talk about it for many <laughs> it's years the first time wow I think okay. now I, I'm finally far enough away from it to be able to see the funny side of it oh but, my god yeah, what it a was brilliant a, story it though to have a, in hindsight Yes. In hindsight, what mm. a thing to... Well, even at the time, yeah, I mean, oh, it was right. quite... Did you come away feeling like, what has just happened in my life? I know, well, we were just all... I mean, we all sort of laughed at the time and mm. said, but... Um... It's almost like she, no matter what had happened, had you gotten everything right, she would have kicked off yeah, about something, yeah, right? Yeah, it was yeah, always yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah. She was so yeah. used to throwing her weight about. Well, also, and I do suspect that she was having a spectacularly bad day and, you know, and you just think, actually, it's never really fair mm. to 
sort of a snapshot of someone's life is never a fair representation. And I'm sure, and as I say, when I saw the sort of what she could be mm. and how amazing and charming and engaging, and of course, stunning and had that real presence and charisma and it's just this aura that that when you meet people like that they have all of that packaged up and can just like let it shine yeah if they want to yeah if she'd used her powers for good okay (laughs) like like goldie horn because goldie horn exactly Mm. had all that in spades being super cool and was just but yeah didn't give a damn in a in a really good cool way Mm. of like yeah i'm gonna smoke where i want and i'm gonna yeah have a drink or whatever exactly and i'll just you know just take life as it comes amazing yeah so anyway so that is my first faye dunaway that's number I one. love a personal story as well. It's so good. <laughs> like when someone's like, "Oh, from afar, I don't like you." It's it's, it's often good, but when it's really personal yeah. like that, it's like it's totally justified. <laughs> well, but the, of course, now I'm going to be on the desert island with her, and I think I will wear her down. So yes. I choose her not in anger and spite mm. but with a hope of reconciliation very much like Desmond Tutu and yeah, <laughs> yeah. building those bridges yeah. after the awful um, you know horrors. take that fax with you as your mantra I will yeah, I yeah. will I okay will. okay Faye so Dunaway is your first I think we choice. would we would reconcile on that desert island okay good all right Faye Dunaway and who's going to be second choice Lucy okay my second choice this now this is a fictional character okay. which is cheating slightly but I feel such a depth of hatred mm. that I think it's allowable and it's Ryder from Paw Patrol oh wow okay now this I I've apologized to non-parents um, <laughs> or you know people who, who haven't been exposed to children's television in the last few years but mm. I'm, I'm sure every parent you have on here mm. has some oh absolutely yeah issue with someone from uh, from, from Paw Patrol something oh, yeah. <laughs> is yeah. Ryder from Paw Patrol <laughs> the number one have you got the stats I've never had Ryder from Paw Patrol but I cannot wait for this. I, yeah. As someone that has watched a lot of Paw Patrol, he is the most irritating, <laughs> whiny little dick. Yeah, he um, is, yeah. And well, I mean, the whole of Paw Patrol, I think, is just appalling. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, mm. basically, Paw Patrol is a children's TV program. It's Canadian made, I believe, mm. and it is the most cynical. Paw Patrol is the most cynical exercise in how can we sell merch. Absolutely. What do kids like? They like mm. cuteness and vehicles. Yes. Uh, and it just, it none of it feels like it's authentically come from a place of love and creativity. <laughs> so you've got Ryder, who is a 10-year-old boy who lives in a kind of Bond villain's lair. Mm inexplicably no yeah, it's very weird. to be seen um, and he, he controls slightly in a slightly sinister way a team of dogs each of whom have different uh, skills related to their vehicles mm. so you've got Rubble who is an idiot yes. he's like a bulldog who just eats yeah. and is I don't know and knocks things down yeah knocks things down has a truck yeah just yeah. I mean waste of space yeah uh, Marshall, who's like a American style Dalmatian fire dog thing, so which makes sense to the North American yeah. market, I guess, that mm-hmm. Dalmatians are there are somehow firefighters in their world. Yeah, and he has a firefighter's hat on. Yeah. They but wear to hats. British people, you're yeah. like, I don't know why a Dalmatian is firefighter is a thing. Yeah. Um, and then there's Chase, Rocky, Zoom. I mean, there's, you Zoom don't need to know any of these. And then there's Sky. Then there's Sky. The one female dog. I mean, it is. It's sexist. Of, it's of racist. Seven, six, seven dogs. 
Yeah, and then well, they they then introduced another female dog in response to all the complaints about. Also, Sky, she's a cockapoo. Yeah. She's a cockapoo. She you is know, a cockapoo. like the most kind of oh yeah, god. Yes. Oh, not only is she a girl, but mm. she's like a created sort of incestuous breed of oh, yeah. Ugh, you know. I mean, mm. not that I. Sorry to anyone who has cockapoos. They're lovely, uh, but they're mad. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. mad and in, just like, inbred. And, you know. Kind of for their looks, only like bred for their looks. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. She is like mm. a sort of the Miss World of <laughs> Paw Patrol. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's an awful program. Um, all the adult characters are irritating. Um, there's Mayor Mayor Goodway. Mayor Goodway, yes, and who her carries a little chickaletta, chickaletta, chicken yes. pet, and this. Nothing about it. It's like there's little moral stories. What I love about British television, and I think one of the things that we must protect about the BBC is its children's output because it's mm. phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. Um, of course, yes, they're sort of moral, but there's always a bit of humour or some edge. Mm. Or I mean, admittedly, Tree Fu Tom is an absolute. Oh, that's a wanker. oh my god! I mean, Tree Fu Tom, Tom could equally go on do here. One. He's, yeah. Well, Tree Fu Tom is the British equivalent of Ryder from Paw Patrol because Ryder, there's nothing yes. about him. He's a no. just he's not even written. All he is is a little moralizing. He's like that, you know, like when you see children who get indoctrinated into religious cults yes. and they're okay. much more zealous and evangelical. Mm. He's like that. He's yeah. like the sort of just, oh, you mustn't drop litter. Yes. That's what we've learned yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, just absolutely. Mm. He gets piss a group off. of dogs to do his bidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He controls his little sort of dog minions. Yeah. But there's nothing charismatic about him. He reminds me, he's like Tom Cruise. Yeah, okay. He's like a sort I've of... never thought that before. Cartoon Tom Cruise, like that sort of absolutely dead behind the eyes. He's just subscribed to an ideology. Yes, yes. And he doesn't really... There's and nothing beyond that. He can't say anything beyond, got, you know... Got sort of a Napoleon complex where he has to order the dogs around yeah, to yeah, do all of yeah, his bidding. Yeah, 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 I'm there. Okay. Exactly, yeah. Um It is... Oh, it is an awful program. It's terrible, and it's just like the even the animation is terrible yeah. to look at. Well, the, the whole world of Adventure Bay mm. is so poorly defined, isn't it? They don't even bother with like yeah. you know, peripheral characters apart from the idiot adult dicks. Yes, then there's never any sense that anyone else really lives in Adventure it's, Bay. It's like uh, it's like the Truman Show. Like it all ends yes. just around that, and there's nothing yes. else going on. You know, there's no detail at all. Yeah. Like. The first Toy Story is is more has more detail than this, too right, you know. Too right, and yeah. when you watch that now, you think, oh wow, I can't believe, you know. Yeah, how 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 groundbreaking it, it was, but yeah, or but, be, it, but bare when you exactly, see it now. Yeah, exactly. No, and I mean, yeah, Paw Patrol, the because yeah, the water and this Captain Turbot, mm, which I presume is a very Turbot, clunky yeah. homage to Captain Haddock, but um, Captain Turbot, who also has a sort of idiot French cousin, yes. which is meant to be the comic relief, and this is the thing: is like Meg Goodway, all the adult character are meant to be the comic relief but it's just so just deeply irritating it's so there's terrible never, there's never a mm. laugh and there's catchphrases it's like the worst kind of comedy because mm. there's just catchphrases yes. and no substance so it's if you're in trouble yelp for help yelp for help rubble on the double oh! every time and then it pans to it pans <laughs> it goes to a shot of him just like zooming across the road in his um truck and yeah. it's just like it's also Rap. Yeah. But um you said about the BBC's um children's output is is really good. Mm. And 
Who I'm right in saying it's on Channel Five, right? And oh, it's on Milkshake in the milkshake. morning. Oh, do you know what though? I mean, I love Milkshake as the sort of dirty, slutty, isn't it? Cousin of yeah. <laughs> CBB. It is, and it's just like it's like Paw Patrol is one big advert for the for uh, the merchandise that you can buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then alongside that are a lot more adverts for other things that you can buy. Yeah. It's just one rolling advert for crap that you can acquire it is although i'm very fond of milkshake on channel five because mm. all the presenters are really giving it some they are they do and so they will be the next generation of um you know like it used to be butlin's red coats or whatever yeah, was totally. the breeding ground for yeah. like entertainment presenters it is channel five milkshake because they are absolutely brilliant and they are mm. all triple threats they all sing they all dance you're right they yeah. all, and i suspect they do it for less money Yes, than their BBC I imagine they do, and they all do it with a smile on their face. They're amazing. They're mm. amazing. In fact, Milkshake Live, uh, if I would recommend that as an experience to anyone. I, I see them advertising it. Yeah, it's good, is it? Amazing. I mean, we've done loads of live kids. We've done some of the CBeebies ones, and I mean, I have to say, Andy Day deserves a bloody knighthood. That really? man, Andy from Andy's Dinosaur Adventures, and and is he really? Oh, he's so good, and he's brilliant with children. He's amazing. But all the Milkshake Gang are amazing as well. I'm so glad to hear that because I see him on TV, and I think I just I, I worry about him, Andy. <laughs> on TV, I do think I do think inside is he crying? No. But no, he loves it. Loves natural history, loves, you know, is just enthusiastic about educating kids. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Wow. If Because that is always the worry as well with the kids' presenters is you go, oh, God, what if they are, mm. A, troubled or horrible? Totally. Like yeah. if anyone came on here and nominated one of them for Desert Island Dicks, you'd be like, oh, no, don't tell no, me. No, please don't. I don't want to know don't what they're really like. tell me the like. Rebecca I... from Let's Play oh, no, is not no, a nice come girl because she... she seems loud. She's got to be really nice. Well, they all, I mean, I think, yeah, you know, you... you you have to have a, a certain resilience to mm. work with kids yeah. because you know they are they're all dicks. Let's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I'm yeah. finding this out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like if you if you're child free, uh, then um, yeah, I'm sorry we've gone down the cul-de-sac. We have lost you for the past five yeah. minutes. Yeah, well, they've all switched off. So it's no, only yeah. those of us who See are ya. sleep deprived and furious know, yeah. who are still here. So, oh my, uh, constantly. Um, so rider from Paw Patrol, mostly for. Oh, just uh, preachy, mm. um, preachy, controlling, mm. and I think secretly evil. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, Rider from Paw Patrol, very much justified. Thank you very much. Who's going to be a second choice, Lucy? And who's going to be a third choice? Uh, my third choice. Yes. Now, this again, right, I feel like I've got to qualify this, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to go straight go in. It. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Celebrity bully Gordon Ramsay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, need I ask any more? Well, no, you I'm, do. I'm joking. Yeah, you let's go need. in. Please, please. Well, we could just leave it there. No, actually. no, no. I okay. want to hear. I want to hear. Right. So, Gordon Ramsay, I have gone through various emotions with relation to him. So, first of all, I thought that he was just a bully and just yep. sort of symptomatic of, if not causative of, 
the horrible bullying culture that has permeated television that I hate. So I was like, oh, you know, just because you are a bit of a dick and you shout at people Mm. and, you know, you're, oh, I'm a tough boss and I get results and all Mm. that. I'm like, no, I don't want to see you on my television. I don't want to see people just being shouted at needlessly. And I think that whole culture of restaurants and the way that chefs get away with being arseholes because Mm. it's a high-pressure environment and, you know, you've got meals to serve. It's like you're making food, guys. You're not, you know, it's not life or death. Yes. And also, even if it is life or death, there's no need for people to be dicks, right? Doesn't need to be stressful. So I, when Gordon Ramsay first emerged, did not like. I I put myself down as a do not like. And then I learned a bit more about Gordon Ramsay because uh, my children, uh, again, I'm sorry to the non-parents, but there's a programme on called Matilda... Oh, it's Matilda Ramsay's something or other cooking. So she's now oh. got a cooking show. Ah. And again, I was like, oh, bloody hell. So, you know, his daughter now gets a cooking show just because she's his daughter. But through watching that show, which my kids love, by the way, mm. and does encourage healthy eating, and she seems like a really, really sweet girl, um, I did think, oh, do you know what? But he really loves his family. He's right. got like all these kids, mm. and he, uh, you know, obviously does right by them. And also, I then found out that he had like a massively troubled upbringing, and his dad was this itinerant alcoholic. Um, so he had this really difficult childhood, and then he became a footballer, and that didn't work out, and then he became a cook. And just reading his life story, I was like, God, well, he is actually quite inspiring. Mm. But then I listened to his Desert Island Discs. And I don't know if you're aware of Desert Island Discs. They've sort of stolen your format. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I know of them, but um, I don't <laughs> yeah. know much more than that. I mean, it's not it's not a patch on this. Don't worry. They're not going to take your crown. But um, I love Desert Island Discs. Absolutely love it. And I think it's a really fascinating insight into people's characters. And for me, I have long dreamed that one day I will be... Mm of a level of worth mm. and virtue. Not for my not for my entertainment work, James, but for my charity work. I think one day I'd like to hear Lauren Laverne or if Kirsty's back or whoever it is say, and now we have a woman who made her name as a comedian, but of course is latterly most known for her good works and charitable enterprises. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. Dame Lucy Porter, right? <laughs> nice, okay. So and I have dreamt about that and I you know, I don't I, I I'm gonna confess to you, I have a little list. Oh, yeah, That good. I think, you know, every now and then I think, oh, you know, Elvis Costello is, yeah, he's still on there. He's still mm, on there. Oh, but, good. you know, and then, wow. you know, a little bit of world music to show that you've got, you know, global yeah. tastes, yeah. maybe even a bit of classical. I don't listen to it, but I feel it's you, appropriate it's for the make show. It's going to sound cultural. Exactly. Cultured, yeah. So I have thought about it long and hard. And then I listened to Gordon Ramsay's Desert Island Discs. And it gave every impression of a man who has never listened to any music. It was like an alien mm. has arrived from another planet. Okay. And, and it, just infuriated me. Yes. That all of his record choices were like, oh, yeah, I quite like this one. Oh, yeah, no, it's quite good. And I'll just give you a little sample. Go so, on, please. his number one choice, and this is the one that he said he would keep, mm. right? Yellow by Coldplay. Really? Really? I mean, to, to me, and no, no disrespect to Coldplay sure. or to that song. They write some incredible pop songs. They do. Yeah. yeah. But. To me, you're with that choice, you're mm. not saying this is an insight into me or my soul. You're just going, well, this was quite popular, so I chucked it on. It's like for Gordon Ramsay, the equivalent would be if I, you know, if they said to me, what food item can you have? And I'd be like, oh, I would have um, 
you know, I'd have white bread. Yes, totally. I'd have like just yeah. not even a, a make, just no, like Sainsbury's yeah. own label. Yeah, not medium this one sliced. because it's a certain batch. It's my yeah. favourite one I've ever tasted. Yeah. It's just, just like oh, it's bread. There's, oh, yeah. um, I, name, I eat that. Name a song. Name a song. Okay, yes, that's, actually <laughs> yes. that's good. Yeah, we'll yes. go with that. Yeah. And so that infuriated me. And also, he chose Brian Adams. Everything I do, oh. I do it for you. Oh no! And I think you should automatically be kicked out of the country. I don't know yeah. what should happen to you. They should say, oh, actually, it's great to have had you in, but we're not going to put this out. <laughs> yeah, just like it. for you and for us, we shouldn't put this Desert out. Desert Island Disc is over yeah. now for you. Yeah, that's, yeah, it. that's you, it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you wasted your, your chance. chance. Yeah. There were other people who'd been sitting yeah. at home Lu- with index Lucy cards. Lucy Porter is yes, at home exactly. waiting to come on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it was just infuriating. Absolutely that is That is really disappointing. Yeah. You'd like to imagine that he has, you know, at least something, you know, something yeah, other than yeah, that, you know, yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. of Thin Lizzy or, so, you know, something yeah, that... I know, because actually there have been people on there with terrible, to my mind, mm. music choices, mm. but I don't mind if someone is passionate about, about something certain, I hate, yeah. that's fine. Sure. But just to have no interest or passion at all. So when he talks about the music, did he... Did he know much about no, the bat? Oh, not no, not at all. It was totally an afterthought. It was like, because mm. he chose Kim Wilde's Kids in America, which I think is a top choice, banging mm. tune. Great. She's amazing. Yeah. But he had, like, his anecdote was, oh, um, yeah, my dad used to know her dad. and um, Just nothing about uh, it. Yeah, I never, I never saw mm. her or anything. And it's like, well, come on. That's, yeah. You really let us yeah. down. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah. Oh, God, and it's, I, and so I do, annoying. I have weird mixed feelings about Gordon Ramsay. Mm. And that, that, to me, kind of mm. confirmed... I was on the fence thinking, is he a dick or is he not a dick? And that pulled that me over to the dick. It. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because I do think it also, like his kids' programme, Matilda's cooking something I'm or other. I've not seen it. Ram- on, it's it called Ram- the... Matilda and the Gang or is something. It's on CBBC. It's on CBBC. Oh, okay. oh CBBC. You We're not there yet. Up. You haven't yeah. moved up yet. Yeah. But yeah, when you, do, when you graduate. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, and she, you know, as I say, she's a lovely girl and they all seem like very nice people. But there is part of it as well infuriates me because I'm so jealous of their lifestyle because right. they, so she cooks in their London home, in their Cornwall home, mm. in their LA home. Ah, okay. And, and I mean, to my daughter, that like, she loves it and she just thinks Matilda's a really nice girl and she likes it for all the right reasons. And I have to really bite my tongue not to be going, oh, yeah, oh, yes, that's oh. nice. Oh, yeah, barbecue around the pool, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's nice, it, yeah. isn't it? That's a nice oh, thing. Oh, Matilda's to... just in LA home, is she, today? <laughs> nice. Yeah. My husband doesn't hold back. He is furious about the whole thing. But yeah. I, I usher him out of the room because I don't want to spoil my child's oh, innocent enjoyment. that's nice. But also, they do do things like, so, so she does the cooking, Matilda, the daughter, does the cooking, and then Gordon... Like she looks to him for tips. Okay. And then he suggests things like they did one where they cooked a fish in a car engine. What? Yeah, in yeah, the program. Yeah, 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 in the program. So okay. they're in the desert, like in you know some excursion okay. or whatever. And and yeah, they just lead this amazing life, amazing. And then so my kids were like, oh, we want to try and cook fish in the car. <laughs> and I'm such an indulgent mother. I was like, all right, well, yeah, we'll give it a go. Absolute disaster. Did you do it? Yeah. No, I've got a sense of fun, James. Yeah, no, and good I, I, for you. The car absolutely reeked of fish. Yeah, Honked you're for driving weeks. down the A1 and it's just like billowing <laughs> yes. stench of fish coming yes. through. Wow. And of course, they're doing it in a rental car that they're going to send back it to the Audi dealership yeah. who've lamed it to yeah, them to be on free. the telly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when you're in a 15 year old Ford Fusion, <laughs> you yeah. have a 
yeah. that option. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't work with the bonnet of my McGann no. like, out on the drive. No, don't yeah. try it. Don't yeah, try it. Oh when your God. kids are old enough, do not do that because it is uh, it's a disaster. But yeah, so I, um, yeah, I just, I dislike a lot of things about him. Okay, so Gordon Ramsay, justified choice. Thank you There's your first choice. So. Thank you very much, Lucy, <laughs> and for your patience. Yeah. Um, Lucy, now mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Okay, I'm going to start with drink. Drink first. And okay. the drink is going to be Bacardi. Bacardi, Bacardi, okay. the white rum. And your listeners may be thinking, who could have anything against delicious, delicious Bacardi? <laughs> yeah. But there was a night, James, and it was a long time ago. This mm. was a night about 30 years ago. Okay. Uh, Kerry O'Leary's party. Nice, a classic. In her house. Her mum and dad had gone away and we all went round to Kerry's and I snuck out. My mum and dad were quite sort of uh, strict and the only thing I could find in my house, obviously I had to pretend that we were just going around to do homework and I found a bottle of Bacardi uh, that someone had given my mum and dad in the back of the cupboard. They didn't really drink much. I took this bottle of Bacardi to Kerry O'Leary's party and... I just have snapshots, even now, 30 years later, snapshots of terrible things. Going to the loo, I was wearing a dress with tights. And I went to the loo, remembered to pull up my knickers, didn't remember to pull up my tights. Oh, no. And <laughs> fell from top to bottom of the stairs oh, in front no. of everyone I, as a teenage girl, was trying to oh, impress. So embarrassing. Uh, was sick in the back garden. Oh, no. And then the absolute crowning glory of that night was Kerry O'Leary's mum and dad in their front porch had pampas grass I'll okay. just leave that there. Wow. We all know what okay, that means. Yeah. I don't think they were. I don't think they were swingers. Right. But they had pampas grass in a vase and um, somebody flicked a fag into the pampas grass. It went up. I bet it did. In seconds. It's like paper. It's just like... Whoosh. Yeah, I remember the noise. I actually remember yeah. the sound. And then the... Inter- and somebody chucked something at it. They managed to put the fire out, but the front porch of Kerry O'Leary's house was destroyed. Mm. Uh, we all, the police arrived, oh, and we all no. scattered, trying not to get arrested. Um, and it was just an awful, and I, I felt, and then my mum and dad obviously heard all about it, and I was in massive trouble, and I was grounded for weeks. Mm. And accompanying all of those awful memories is just the smell of Bacardi. Oh, no. You know, right there in the back of your throat. Yeah, like. mixed with really cheap Coke. Like oh, a, you yeah. know, not Coke, but like a cola. Yeah. Like some cola I'd managed to procure from somewhere. Yeah, and it's always there. And it, even now, it's it's a Proustian sort of experience where if anyone opens a Bacardi or has a Bacardi anywhere near me, I'm like, oh. Really? And I love dark rum. I can drink dark rum. Mm. It's but, just, it, it's got a really specific oh, flavour. Have you been bought one by accident before? Uh, no, well, I have told people that story and then they've been like, oh, come on, go on, come on, you must oh, be able to... Oh, because it's going to be so fun yeah, to no, watch you. absolutely, makes me heave, makes really? me heave. Oh, Although I don't no. think, I mean, I think it's not a very nice drink, <laughs> so no, that's it. No, I, I would agree, yeah, yeah, dark rum all day long. Yeah, but yeah. no, Bacardi, well, bleh. The afternoon and beyond. No. Um, okay, Bacardi, a classic we often get drunk at a party yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sure you yes, do yeah, I'm yeah. sure you do because why else would you be what? put off a drink I exactly. mean it's got to have had yeah. some bad experience yes, yes, isn't yeah. it so. um, Bacardi is going to be a drink choice thank you very much and uh, what's going to be your food choice Lisa? ah no my food well I, I don't even think it is a food but my husband classes it as food it's Huel 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 H-U-E-L Huel now this is something that's recently arrived in our lives Um, Mm. my husband said oh I'm getting I I might be having a delivery today I'm having some Huel delivered 
And I looked into what it is, and Huel is, uh, it's basically slim fast for dicks. Okay. Is what it is. Okay. So it's been it's been scientifically devised as a, a full, uh, you know, nutritionally beneficial blah, blah. It's a mixture of blah, blah, vegetable proteins, amino acids, okay. blah, blah. But anyway, okay. basically, um, it's repackaging the idea of slim fast right. to tech bros. Mm, and my okay. husband has bought into it hook, line and sinker. So this thing <laughs> arrives and it's powder... And you mix it in a special Huel. They give you a Huel cool, cup. Huel, yeah, nice. And it, you even get a Huel T-shirt. And he's got this oh, Huel T-shirt cool. that I'm like, if you ever wear that, yeah. I will divorce you instantly. <laughs> yeah. um, I think he's tempted. He's probably really? going to wear it all like, the time. Oh, great, is that a shirt? Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God, it's just, it irritates me. And I don't know why, because it's his life, his choice, mm. you know, nothing. But for some reason, it just feels to me like such a massive con and I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it is very good for you. But also because it's this idea that it's for, you know, busy, hardworking people. And he's, he's like, well, you know, it's for when you're too busy to have a proper meal. And I'm like, you're an actor. No actor is too <laughs> yeah. busy to make it. Even yeah. Olivia Coleman can probably <laughs> rustle up a sandwich yeah. in between takes. Definitely. And, um, yeah, the whole thing just absolutely wow. horrifies me. Someone was like, oh... There's a market here. Oh, and it's huge. I mean, yeah. it's doing really well and people swear by it. And I mean, but to me, I just think the whole point of food is that it tastes nice. Mm, and it's something to enjoy, yeah. tastes like, well, it's like Slim Fast. I remember years ago, someone giving me a Slim Fast Powdery, and saying, oh, look, you just have this flavor. for lunch. Ugh. Yeah, no, no way. It's, not, it, it's in no way no, a replacement no for a lovely, okay. juicy tomato. Uh, um, how's he getting on with the Huel? Is um, it new? Is it just happened? Yeah, it's, so he's okay. full of the zeal of the newly converted. Okay, so right. I'll let you know. I'll get back to Please you in six do. months. Please do. Yeah, let me know how he's getting on with the Huel. Okay, well, Huel is going to be your food choice. Imagine that as well, having to have that for the rest of your life. Damn. Yeah, um, thank you very much, Lucy. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. I'm very sorry. What are they and why? Okay, well, song, let's just get that out of the way because that is going to be Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams, as previously discussed. Okay. So you can, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that was number one for the entirety of my teenage years and childhood. Yeah. It might still be for all I know. I don't even follow the charts, but it just felt like it was number one forever. And it was just the, it's just one of those songs for people. I know we all find it hard to express our emotions, mm. but that song seemed to be so popular because people were buying it for their loved ones. Right. And it's like, well, if that's the emotion that you're trying to express, mm. I don't want to be in a relationship with you. No, okay. So, yeah, so that would be my song. And then the film... Yeah, film I choice. thought long and hard about this. Oh, good. Um, again, very tempted to go for something that the kids have inflicted on me. Mm. Um, I don't, if, if you've never seen Chop Kick Panda... No, I've a never very seen artless chip. What I love about it, Kung Fu Panda spawned. There's Chopkick Panda, and there's another one. So I can't remember what it's called, but there's also like you know, um, Karate Panda or something. Is it? Is this just? There's a whole stuff, genre. It, okay, of, right. Uh, Kung Fu Panda tribute films. Stuff, yeah. Uh, and equally, as talking about subgenres, the talking dog 
subgenre of movie is something that I am absolutely awash with at the moment. So there's um, Pop Stars and oh, Pop Stars I've, 2. Right, I've seen these, uh, yes. The Air Buddies, the which originally... Was, that, yeah, yeah, and then the Buddies and there's all these kind of um, Hotel for Dogs, although that is actually a bloody good film. <laughs> is it? Uh, in fact, no, yeah, the dogs don't talk. That's why it's such a good film. Okay. I've just realised, no, but right. it's a good... If you're looking for a dog film then um, Hotel for Dogs, I recommend. Uh, but anyway, I haven't gone for any of those in the mm. end. Okay, sorry. Right. I've gone for um, uh, an adult movie. Oh, yeah. Or grown-up movie. Um, not an adult movie. Not an adult yeah. movie. Yeah. I, don't, I don't watch those. Uh, I have gone for Taken. Taken. With Liam Neeson. Wow, okay. Um, I Just because I went to see it at the cinema mm. and I was absolutely agog because it was the cinema was packed and it's mm. a hugely popular mm. movie and I just found it one of the worst things I've ever seen. I just thought it was seen. crap. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, totally. Just everything about it was laboured and uh, formulaic and mm. awful, just awful movie and like Famke Janssen who I love as an actress completely wasted in that. I mean everyone in that movie apart from Liam Neeson is either an untrustworthy foreigner or and the women are it's either his wife who's an absolute bitch or his daughter who is a sort of virginal you know at 17 and she lives in California mm. you know she she doesn't know anything about anything apparently um and Oh, God. Yeah, no, no the whole no. thing just absolutely made me cringe yeah. and I hated it. And I've got friends who really love it. And it's not that I don't like an action movie. Con Air is in my top ten. Yes. Um, Con Air was great. I mean, though. it's all Nicolas Cage movies in my top ten, to be honest. <laughs> is, is it really? He's <laughs> in about three of them. Ghost yeah. Rider? No, not Ghost no, Rider, okay, funnily, funnily enough. enough. No, yeah, okay, no cool. but uh, yeah. Moonstruck. He's in that. Okay. Uh, Raising Arizona. I mean, oh, that's a great film. Eric he's had a great career, but yeah. um, Liam Neeson, on yeah. the other hand, uh, no. Mm. And yeah, I just, I really wanted. It was one of those at the end of Taken where I just wanted to stand up and turn to the cinema. I just go, what? what? Why, Why did you like yes. that? What is it? Why? <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand. Ask everyone on the way out. Do Fox Pop saying why? Why? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like those ones they have on the radio to advertise it. Except it would be me just saying. Just saying why? 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 Taken is so wrong. Um, I remember sitting down to watch this with my girlfriend and thinking, oh, this is you know people talk about this all the time. This is going to be great. It has that amazing line in. Everyone like quotes this great bit. I will, I will find, find you, you and I will kill you. Exactly. Yes. And then sitting down. And being like, that's all this has. Yeah. Oh, like, all it's got is one repeatable line. I think, do you know what I think about Taken is that I think it's like the most embarrassing daydream that, that like, some blokes have. Okay. And it's like, in a way, it's the sort of toxic masculinity equivalent of Sex and the City 2. Okay. Where yeah. you just go, there are some things that you just shouldn't air publicly. Mm. Right. So, Okay, say if you are a guy and you think, yeah, this is my, my fantasy is that something happens to my family and then I have to go out and have to kill yes, people and yeah. you know. Um, and Because to me, it's like when I have my fantasy about being on Desert Island Discs. You know, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. air that publicly apart from... On in, here, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, in peasant company, yeah. <laughs> apart from with you. But yeah, you know, we all have embarrassing sort of fantasies, but this to me feels like one of those that somebody's embarrassing dad fantasy. And what you want to see is the real guy who has that fantasy, who isn't Liam Neeson, who isn't SAS yes. trained. Yes. Who is just like, because my dad, God love my dad, he used to 
always have strategies for what he would do if our house got broken into and he would say yeah if anyone broke into this house i would beat the shit out oh, of yeah, them right. and i was like you know and this was when he was 90 yeah, <laughs> yeah right like, okay you know you, you've got your yeah. stick but you ain't gonna be able uh, to yes. wield it but i and i understand that we all have fantasies and we all have mm. wish fulfillment and i think that's what this film taps into but it's a it's a wrong kind of fantasy and mm. it's a it's very strange yeah. it's a weird one so, yeah. Actually, yeah it's straight and then uh, they went on to make how many more oh versions? Oh my god! I mean, I've lost. And then, is it, it was when he got done for being racist? Is that the latest is incarnation? That, oh, of it? I don't know. It's another Liam Neeson. Oh, I mean, no. he's all about revenge now. Yes, Liam that's Neeson's it. entire career it's is like, just about taking revenge. It's, well, it's like um, when J- Jason Statham he only does that kind of B yes. movie action guy, right? And why I'm wouldn't not, you? They're not B movies. I'm wrong. No. They're massive, enormous. Yeah, they are massive, enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made that mistake before. (laughs) Sorry, they are. Um, Yeah, and and as I say, I've got friends who, like one of my mates, his favourite films are Taken, and there's a Gerald Butler one, which is, again, it's a revenge... Upstanding citizen or something, yeah, something like that. I know the one you mean, and it yeah. is that thing where it's like the law has deserted you, and all you can do is take matters into your own hands. And I get it. I yeah. get why they're popular, but it's the same movie just being made time and time and time again. Yeah, I mean, mm, imagine the numbers go down and down. Um, okay, Taken, and I totally get it. It's just like that moment when, when halfway through the film, I was like. Is, it, what's, what, is anything else going to happen? Yes. I just think, yeah. Is there going to be a character that's been fully written and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, out? it's completely no. developed? No. no, no. Someone just wrote one line and uh, <laughs> like one yes. good line, and they were like, "That's the hook. That's what we're going to hang all of this that, off." That is um, it. Okay, Taken is going to be a film. Thank you very much, Lucy. And finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? I feel. I mean, I presume everyone says this. I haven't listened to all the um, episodes, but cat. Cat? Cats, yeah. Oh, cats. Okay, yes. This is... Okay. Yeah, I mean, how popular is... This should be... This is top three of answers, right? Yeah, cats and dogs. Cats and dogs, cats and dogs. Because what else do we know? Mm. We live with them. Mm. So, I mean, I will just add to the voices of people saying cats are... I have two cats, and I love them, and I would go to the ends of the earth for them, but Mm. they are massive dicks and so useless. Like, if you're on a desert island, they are entirely self-serving... you know they they have absolutely no even for cats our cats are fairly standoffish and selfish um and i know that they would eat me in a heartbeat i know they do you would think do so absolutely. if you went they just absolutely god they don't care we go away and our neighbor comes in and feeds the cats and plays with them and and she's like oh you know it was so lovely they were so pleased to see me every day and oh but i'm sure they've missed you they'll be so pleased when you come back and absolutely it as long as they're being fed i think it makes absolutely no odds to them who's doing it and they wouldn't care if we died tomorrow really i hate to say it but that is kind are they, of are they are they the kind of cats that will sit on your lap no. and cuddle up no no and they want nothing to do with us apart from feeding and uh, and then also to uh, we in my shoes that's the only other the joy that my cats derive, derive from yeah, my... really? and I, they're weeding the shoes no when I went to the vet because one I, bless now I am being I'm being unnecessarily harsh for comic effect right I okay. do genuinely love these cats and right, I okay. wish them no will and I'm sure mm. there is a degree of affection on their side but I was very concerned because one of the cats I've got um, some silver Nike trainers that I bought off eBay and I love them mm. and um the one of the cats weed in them and I and I was concerned and I asked a cat loving friend and I said, Oh, you know, I don't know why she's sort of 
upset or you know and they said oh it's probably another cat's moved into the neighborhood or something you know is stressing her out um and then I washed the shoes and it sort of got the smell of cat wee out and then uh, I went back to them and realized she'd done it again and so then I thought okay well look this is clearly something there's a problem so I brought a litter tray they don't have a litter tray anymore they go out in the garden but I thought well I'll bring a litter tray back because obviously she's nervous about something outside Mm. Um, so the cat who was nervous uh, then refused to use the litter tray and just continued to wee on my shoes. Nah. The cat who was absolutely fine, Midnight, who absolutely has no fear of anything, he then started doing all his number ones and number twos in the litter tray. And oh, he great. is a big cat, so his poo is like human feces really? now, right? Wow. So I'm now <laughs> stuck with, I've got, sorry everyone, Massive if you're having poo. your tea while listening to this, but I've got like this sort of reeking litter tray. Oh no. Um, I had to throw away the silver Nike trainers in them because I was like, there's just There's no just way. Yeah, so yeah. I went on eBay and I got another pair of the same ones. Bring them into the house and I will leave you to fill in the rest. No. Yep, she just, there's something about them. There's something it's about those shoes to that she really likes. <laughs> Imagine thinking, I really want to wee on that. Uh, yes. you know? <laughs> and it's specific because I have other shoes, you yeah. know, and uh, she leaves those alone, but there's something about those particular shoes. And now I'm thinking, well, I don't think she was nervous. I think she just really doesn't like these trainers. She's like, I'm Reeboks, I'm Adidas, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't do right, Nike. Okay. Um, maybe she's concerned about sweatshop conditions or something. I don't know. But uh, she, anyway, and now I'm thinking, well, I didn't need to bring the list tray in because, frankly, she's fine. Mm. But now I'm thinking, well, if the other cat now is relying on, anyway. Okay. Oh, my God. And they're just evil. They're just horrible animals. Yes. And they bring they just, in. I, I genuinely think you're right because I think that they don't care. I think it could be anyone. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it could yeah. be like, whoever, as long as they're being fed and someone's giving them something to drink. Yeah. They don't care. Because they're probably being fed by a bunch of other people in the Absolutely. street anyway. Absolutely. They yeah. have no loyalty. Whatsoever. But what I think is good about cats is that I think I, because I really do love them. Like, I really genuinely would be devastated if anything happened to them. I love them and I imbue them with sort of human characteristics. And I, I you know, I, I give them so much and I get nothing in return. And I think that is a really good lesson in life about the nature of duty and love. Mm. And that's what I sort of think is good for the children is because it's all very well having a dog who's great fun and who loves you and, you know, but cats, it is all about sometimes you just have to love. Right. Okay. And that is its own reward. Yes. Okay. You know, so that that's what I think is good about cats. But Uh, on a desert island, worse than useless. Yes, absolutely. And to be surrounded by them for the rest of your life, it'd be... Yeah, Awful. you'd be scratched. Yeah, that's it. It's a bit. <laughs> Weed on. Where do you see? Yeah, no shoes. Yes. Um, Lucy, thank you so much for coming in. It's been such a pleasure. It's been brilliant. I feel like it's been therapeutic. Has it? Good. And I feel terrible now about all the people I said were dicks. And uh, I, do you? Yeah, well, I do think, you know, you're putting it out there then, aren't mm. you? And mm. I wouldn't want any of them to sort of hear about it and feel bad. But, you know, know I, that I am the biggest dick of all. Okay. I battle with this all the time. Lucy, um, you do a fantastic podcast I have a podcast of my own Fingers on Buzzers me and Jenny Ryan yes Uh, we do a quizzing podcast so it's all about quiz nostalgia and the ins and outs of quizzing so if you're keen Mm. on quiz then do give it a listen and what kind of guests like who who, who have you had on well we've had Mike Reid 
uh, the DJ might read. I know, which we were very excited about. And we're we're trying, we're desperately lobbying to get Henry Kelly because we're obsessed with going he'd for gold. Be, he'd be great. So, yeah. So yeah. that's our, our hope. And we've had, yeah, all kinds of the question setters from Only Connect, which oh, that's uh, great. I'm obsessed with. And Rick Edwards, who presents Impossible. So, Some uh, brilliant guests on yeah, there. Yeah, look it up. It's a lot of fun. And, of course, Jenny, Jenny Ryan is your... She's on the chase. She's on the chase. She's the vixen. The vixen on the dang, chase. Dang, diddly, diddly, dang, dang, yes. diddly, diddly, <laughs> dang. In our house, the children, that was like the earliest thing that they sort of ever heard was the chase theme tune. And you still sit like whenever it's on. They're like, they're like oh, oh, it is a, pick up. Oh, what's this? I know this. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and if people want to find you, where can they where can they find you? I am on the social media at Lucy Porter Comic on both Insta and Twitter. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Lucy. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 